So hopefully we'll be, allowed, we'll be able to hold them off as long as possible. Um, but yeah, they're, they're pretty forceful. There's um, a lot of police and security here at the moment. Um, yeah, we'll keep you updated. From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. This week, the Victorian government began cutting down sacred jabberung trees to make way for a highway expansion between Melbourne and Adelaide. After years of protest, police moved in to dismantle an embassy on the site. Today, as we wait on the outcome of a Supreme Court hearing, Jabberung woman and Green Senator Lydia Thorpe on the fight to save her people's heritage. Lydia, can you tell me about what happened at the Japarung Heritage Protection Embassy this week? So people, um, you know, have been there respectfully and peacefully protesting for a number of years now and the Andrews government decided to raid these these campsites at the same time as the Premier made an announcement on the restrictions of COVID being somewhat lifted. Vic police taking advantage of the lockdown, trying to evict sovereign camp. This is shameful. Super shameful. There were riot police, there were uniformed police and there were also private security contractors that came on which clearly outnumbered the protesters. Up to 100 police here, kettling protesters now and starting to arrest uh, protest protesters. They cut down the fencing and, and made a, a line in front of the land defenders and they were heavy-handed. The police went in to evacuate people from the main camp, which is the Japarung Embassy camp. They destroyed one of our ancestor trees. When you remove something like this from country, it affects our song line. And all of this just to make way for a freeway. So where people were celebrating around the state, uh, we're mourning the desecration of one of our ancient ancestor trees. People don't understand why this hurts so much. We have a saying, which is we don't own the land, we belong to it. And when our country is destroyed, when our land is destroyed, us as First Nations people, we feel this. We feel it in our soul. And we feel it so deeply. So, as you say, on Monday, one of these sacred trees was cut down by the roads department. Can you tell me more about that? We, we refer to it as a directions tree. It's quite incredible. It's hard to uh, describe without being there. I mean, it's it's just an incredible ancient 
tree with incredible markings, lines going across the tree. It's hundreds and hundreds of years old and it looks like an ancestor. I mean, the, its greatness, its presence on country is a place where Japarung people go and and reconnect and to see it desecrated the way that it was and in the time frame that it was is just, um, it's just gut-wrenching. It's not just a tree to us. It's part of who we are as Japarung people. It's, we are no different to that living being. We just come in a different form. And Lydia, who is ultimately responsible for the protection of the Japarung trees? What is the the line of responsibility here in terms of both the Andrews government and and also the, the Federal Environment Minister, Susan Lee? Well, they both have roles to play here. Um, Suzanne Lee could have looked at the evidence that she was provided uh, more thoroughly and seen that all of these trees and this this whole landscape, in fact, uh, needed to be protected, heritage protected. If Suzanne Lee was to put in a heritage protection immediately, then uh, it would stop any further destruction. And then we've got the Andrews government who, you know, is, I suppose, there is money being spent each day that that road isn't built, but also there are ways that the Andrews government could also protect this area through the cultural heritage legislation. Uh, if we waited around to get 100% buy-in on this, if we waited around for an absolute consensus, then that deadly stretch of road would go unimproved um, uh, and we would see more people dying on that. If the Labor state government in Victoria either abolished the cultural heritage legislation or gave it a, a massive overhaul, then that would also make a, a difference because this will continue to happen. As I understand it, uh, there's been legal action, there have been agreements and settlements reached, there's been direct consultation with the 12 families who um, essentially comprise that traditional owner group and we have done as we said we would do. You know, this is the ramifications of this legislation that is really bad for our people and our country. It's, it's a manufactured, speedy consent process for the government. We'll be back in a moment. Need a reminder of what political leadership looks like? Australia's master of political satire, Jonathan Biggins, is back embodying the iconic Paul Keating, visionary, reformer and rabble-rouser. Due to overwhelming demand, one-man comedy The Gospel According to Paul is returning to the Opera House, on from the 4th to 23rd of June for its final term ever. Secure your tickets now at sydneyoperahouse.com for an unforgettable evening. For Sloane Crosley, writing about the loss of a friend may not have provided catharsis, but it did allow for the possibility of a better ending. Like you have this amazing meal that's this friendship and then you have a really, 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 really bad dessert with shards of glass in it. And then like the book is like, you know, those little chunks of chocolate that come with the bill. I'm Michael Williams. Join me for this week's episode of Read This as I talk to Sloane Crosley about her latest Grief is for People. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.
Lydia, while all of this is happening, the Andrews government is trying to negotiate a treaty with First Nations people in Victoria. What does the destruction of the Jabbering trees mean for that process? Well, it means that it's not a treaty. It means that, um, you know, what is the definition of a treaty to the Andrews government? When we debated the legislation in Parliament, they couldn't even recognise that uh, we are the sovereign people of these lands. So what is the definition? I I think that the Andrews government are wanting to go down more of an administrative process uh, rather than a treaty process and they are showing absolutely no good faith whatsoever. They've, they've desecrated a significant site of the Japarung people. And the way that the Andrews government and others involved in these decision-making processes, um, they've broken the hearts of Japarung women and Japarung children. Japarung people and um you know we're the last generation that will ever see that directions tree. I, I just think it's a it's a joke really and there's a lot of money being spent on a very big joke. You cannot say that you um uh, you know, all for the elements of a treaty, um, self-determination, community, you can't do that and then go and destroy, um, make irreversible decisions in destroying sacred country. Lydia, taking all of this into account, why do you think this is happening in the face of all of this opposition and this knowledge that we have about the significance of the Jabbering trees? Why do you think that this piece of Indigenous heritage is being destroyed? Uh, Look, I think that um, we're unfortunately still part of this colonial project that's been in this country for over 230 years and the the colonising, oppressive nature of uh, the systems that exist here uh, have always been in the best interest of the government and their mates, not the first people of these lands. You know, we have the oldest continuing living culture in the world right here and we're being completely... Uh, disregarded and disrespected on on every level. So this is about our rights as First People in this country and it seems like um, they continue to be denied and we continue to be oppressed by these racist systems. Lydia, thank you so much for talking to me about all of this today. My pleasure. At 2pm today, the Victorian Supreme Court will hear a case launched by Lydia's mother, Marjorie, to halt the destruction of the Japarung trees. It's not my loss, it's everybody's loss in this country. We're all losers from this, not just our Aboriginal people, everybody's losers. Because for future generations, what are we going to have? Super highways that are disintegrating because they can't fix them up fast enough. You know, just concrete jungles. That's not what I'd like to see. I'm glad I'm old.
Winnie Dunn has made a career out of helping others find their literary voice, and now it's her turn in the spotlight. This week on Read This, join me, Michael Williams, as I chat with Winnie about her debut. Find it wherever you listen. Also in the news today, Victoria has recorded two new coronavirus cases and two deaths in the past 24 hours. The Premier, Daniel Andrews, said both new cases were linked to known outbreaks and the individuals were already in isolation. The figures come as thousands of people in Melbourne return to work in retail and hospitality. And the government has also confirmed that the Boxing Day cricket test will be held at the MCG with plans for a crowd of up to 25,000 people. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you tomorrow. 